I would like for us to enter into a minute of prayerful silence together. Dear loving God, we give ourselves over to you in these moments, these moments of quiet, of rest, of relaxation, of slowing down that we might be able to hear you more clearly. We pray that our time together today be nurturing, be restorative, to help us draw nearer to you and to give us balance for all that it is we do and sustain and juggle throughout our week. I pray that the words from my mouth and the meditation on all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight today, our rock and our redeemer. In your name we pray, amen. amen. <laughs> My last sermon, I opened with a question and I got good feedback, so I'm gonna try that one more time. <laughs> when was the last time you just hung out. I've been watching the 90s sitcom Friends on Netflix as my study breaks, of course. <laughs> and all they do is hang out in the coffee shop, in their apartments, they go to the movies all the time. I cannot remember the last time when my friends and I had that option without planning it at least three weeks in advance. We as a society, tend to be so busy. For me personally, I am in the middle of a crazy busy period. I finished all of my classes for my master's degree last week and successfully defended my thesis. Thank you, thank you. I worked on this sermon for today and put together a second worship service for this evening, which I hope to see as many of you there as possible, <laughs> 6.30. I also have a voice recital this afternoon across the river at Harvard. Then this week promises the completion of three final papers and finishing up all of my ordination requirements. And all of that needs to be done by Thursday. <laughs> 
prayers are gratefully appreciated. Oh my God. The, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. The irony that I am preaching today on taking it easy is not lost on me. I was given advice in one of my preaching classes this year to preach the sermon you need to hear. And I think we can all agree I need to hear this one. But I would venture that many of you out there are with me. So when was the last time you just hung out? And what was it that you were doing? Were you lounging on a couch? Did you go for a walk? Did you create a new game with your friends? Were you maybe playing video games or watching a movie? Did you color a page in your Harry Potter magical creatures coloring book? <laughs> 20s, 30s, I'm looking at you. I think hanging out is really all about the simple things. It's about spending quality time with someone or by yourself without having much of an intended purpose in mind. People don't usually say, yeah, we're gonna go hang out at the Jobs Not Jails rally because that's got an intentional purpose behind it. Or rarely is it said, wanna go hang out in the worship service? Rallies, worship, the good work that we're doing in the world, it's usually an activity with an explicit meaning. But hanging out isn't really purpose-driven. And that's not to say that it isn't meaningful, because it most certainly can be. It gives balance to the work and to the hectic pace of life that we live. And it connects us to each other and to ourselves and to our surrounding world. In that sense, actually having some free time can be quite prayerful, connecting us to God and to what's going on all around us. So I also wonder, when was the last time that you hung out with God? Have you spent time with God lately in a non-busy, no-agenda, let's-just-see-where-things-go kind of hanging-out way? Absolutely, I believe God is present with us in the moments when we are out in the world giving effort to great causes like end mass incarceration. God is with us when we are powering through a full day at work, when we are stressed about meeting deadlines, when we are at church committee meetings multiple nights past nine o'clock. We connect with God in worship services, in our Bible studies, in choir, before grace, when we're saying, uh, saying grace before eating a meal. I believe that God can always be found within and around us. And then that also means that God can be found in moments of rest and leisure, in times when we take a step back and emerge from the busyness that can pervade all around us. Is God not in our downtime just as much as our busy time? And do we honor that easygoing downtime enough? I see that lesson coming through in our scripture reading for today. Jesus is visiting a pool where people who are sick and lame and disabled and unhealthy hang out. The pool was known to have 
healing properties and whomever entered the waters after they were stirred would be healed from their ailments. It's here that Jesus encounters a man who has lived in this place for over 38 years. Jesus doesn't put this man in the waters. He simply tells him, stand up, take your mat, and go. And the man does. He is healed. And while this miracle is certainly the focus of the scripture, the part of it that really caught my attention was the last line. And it ends with, now that was a day of Sabbath. In the first century, when Jesus was alive, Jewish custom and law was to rest on the Sabbath day, on the seventh day. Most of us are probably familiar with the story that God created the earth in six days and rested on the seventh day. The thought was pretty much that if rest was good enough for God, we should probably follow suit. And it would have been a big deal for anybody to be doing work of any kind on the Sabbath, and certainly performing a miracle did not fit the idea of taking it easy. It was a pretty big deal. So likely the line in the scripture about it occurring on the Sabbath was to indicate just how important of an action this miracle really was. But the first time I read it in my head, I didn't hear, now that was a day of Sabbath. But instead, I heard, now that was a day of Sabbath. And I immediately began to think about what situations would warrant someone to declare such a statement. Again, just like the phrase hanging out, now that is usually reserved for specific circumstances. Now that was a party. Now that was a great show. Now this, I mean that, was a sermon. <laughs> but usually not, now that was rest. Although I have had some naps that have been fairly heavenly, so it could fit the bell. <laughs> Hopefully you all have too. But that is exactly the point, that when we relax and when we have a bit of Sabbath, we're connecting to God more. God is with us when we practice Sabbath in a way different than when God is with us while we're working or while we're filling up our time with activities. To this point, Kent and I were talking about this sermon topic earlier this week, and he mentioned a, a conference, a GBIO, Greater Boston Interfaith Organization event, that he went to last week where the speaker discussed the difference between action and activity. The speaker made the point that churches, and I would say people in general, are very good at creating activity for themselves, but not always action that can lead to certain meaningful results. Now what that Sabbath can look like for us today, that might be a little tricky. But I think Jesus demonstrates that it doesn't have to only be solemn reflection or exercising willpower not to check your email. There can be action involved on the Sabbath. Not, or not to mention something that might have you declare, now that was a day of Sabbath, could itself have been an action. In this John passage, 
Jesus does work on the Sabbath. But I think the key is that he uses the holy day of rest to heal and to restore and to connect that man to God. I think Sabbath is really that which brings us closer to God and closer to those around us. And sure, there is a certain closeness to God that happens when we are devoting ourselves to good causes and fighting against injustices and spreading love to others in the world. But what about the closeness that happens when we take time to listen for God's still, small voice? I think it's a, a different kind of closeness, just as important as knowing God in other ways. And in order to hear that still small voice, well then we too must be still, if even only for a fleeting moment. Your understanding of Sabbath might be quite different than mine or somebody else's. In order for me to say, now that was a day of Sabbath, I would probably have to be around people. Because for me, I see God most in human relationships and interactions. There would probably have to be music, ideally a cappella. Because for me, I feel God through melodies that transcend more than just mere words and through harmonies that highlight the difference in each singer while still uniting the group to be a sum that's greater than its parts. And it would probably involve a good book, maybe a leisurely car ride with the windows down, a chai latte, and a crossword puzzle. What does your Sabbath look like? Can you picture it? What brings you closer to God in a way that is healing, restorative, and acts as the connective tissue in your life? How can you ensure to get those moments of closeness? How can you get that day of Sabbath? Again, I think it's often in the simple things. In fact, that's what tonight's contemporary worship service theme will be focused on, simplicity and God's love for simple things. It can be the moments that take our breath away for their simple beauty, like a child taking their first steps, or a tender kiss on the forehead, or taking in the atmosphere at a sold-out Fenway Park. Perhaps it's watching the boat on the Charles River, or going for a run, or having a picnic, or maybe it's just in the simplicity of hanging out. Whatever it is, may we seek out the moments in our lives that slow us down, that make us look up from the pavement and notice the small wonders all around us. So whether it's an entire day, an hour, or simply one minute, may we draw nearer to God through the moments of rest and of gratitude of awe, relaxation, those moments that allow us 
to hang out with God, declaring, now that was a Sabbath, and may it be so.